Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Data Blitz podcast. Um, as you can see, this is Wednesday, and we are posting the Dynasty episode today. Um, I gave it a little bit of thought. I kind of just realized I don't care about redraft at all, and it's the least engaging content for me, and I think for stuff to get attention. Um, so I'm just going to drop any redraft stuff from now on. I wasn't that committed to it in the first place, and I do just have a lot more fun talking about DFS and Dynasty. Um, so that's kind of how it's going to be. So the new schedule is just going to be Dynasty on Tuesdays, redraft on thir- or, uh, DFS on Thursdays, and then I think we can try to fit in like three Madden episodes a week. Cause I do actually have a lot of fun doing that, even though I suck. Um, so, I mean, Malik Willis is awesome. Even though he just says, spoiler alert, there's a million interceptions. Um, so that's all I got for updates to like the schedule and stuff in the, in the podcast in general. Um, so I guess we can jump right in. Um, this past week, there hasn't been a ton of Dynasty news, so there's not really much to go over. Um, so I think we can just jump right into our rookie risers of the week. Um, and I don't have a quarterback because most of the quarterback rookie quarterbacks didn't play. The top three guys didn't play. Uh, maybe you count Will Levis as a riser. Um, I think he got some some reps towards the end of the game and he might get the start next week. Um, so Will Levis riser just because he's actually going to get some reps and uh, we might be able to see what happens, but I wouldn't count him fully as riser yet just because he, you know, he's very unproven and just cause he's getting reps doesn't mean he's going to look good, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. Um, so for rookie risers, I have three, Wide receivers, uh, which I'll start with, and then a running back and tight end. Um, so for the wide receivers, I have number one, Josh Downs. Uh, Josh Downs has been great uh, ever since like week four. He's averaged like five or six receptions um, and two touchdowns. Um, and then this past game, he had 125 receiving yards. So this is a guy that he had a good profile coming in and he was kind of touted as a slot receiver. So people kind of avoided that because it wasn't guaranteed volume going to the slot. Um, and those guys often aren't like alphas on their team. Um, but like we've seen with Christian Kirk, uh, it seems like Josh Downs is sort of an alpha in a different way. Um, in that receiving room. And I think Josh Downs is a guy that you should try to go get because um, he's putting up numbers. He's still a little bit underrated. I think you could pay like two seconds for him. Like imagine going and paying two seconds for, say, Flowers right now. They have very similar um, <clears throat> stats this season. So if you could go play, pay two seconds for, say, Flowers, you'd be over the moon. You might be able to do that for Josh Downs. Um and so it's a guy that I, I really love. It's like a, it's kind of my, I don't know, rookie wide receiver, like five or six. Um, but he's putting up crazy good stats for that that area. 
Um, so I'm, I'm definitely a big fan of him going forward. I think that Josh Downs is a good person to go get. Um, and it looks like he's going to be more involved in that Colts offense going forward. Um, next up, and I think I talked about this, I don't know if it was last week. I think it was the week before last. Um, but Jordan Addison. Um, Jordan Addison, like I said, was going to get tons of volume. Um, and he... It's week seven stats aren't here yet. Uh, and Jordan Addison uh, just went nuts the other night. Um, he really came out and showed that he can get stuff done without Justin Jefferson. Uh, what that means, I don't know, because it's not like he's going to need to get stuff done without Justin Jefferson very often. Um, but he definitely raised his sort of value. Um, like I said, he would, I said, Jordan Addison's going to come out, he's going to put up a ton of points. Um, and everybody's going to say, wow, Jordan Addison's such a good rookie receiver. He's the rookie wide receiver one. And they're going to overpay for him. So just because of his situation, I would try to avoid him. Um, maybe move off of him if you need longer term output from him. Uh, but yeah, this is a guy that I think is great, but he's just behind Justin Jefferson and then Kirk Cousins. We don't even know if he's going to be there. So um, there's a there's a good chance I'll be moving off Jordan Jefferson or uh, Jordan Jefferson. Who's that? Jordan Addison. Um, pretty soon, just because he he is not guaranteed to continue to to demand that lion's share. They have seven receptions, 123 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, so good player situation could be better. Um. But his value is a little bit inflated right now. So he's a riser, but he's kind of an artificial riser because of Justin Jefferson being down. Um, and then my third guy here, and I talked about him last week, is Rishi Rice. Uh, Rishi Rice has gotten more and more and more involved. Um, you know, he was running routes at like a 50% rate a couple weeks ago and still averaging four targets, five targets. Maybe even more. It seems like Patrick Mahomes is a huge fan of him. Um, Andy Reid is using him in a big way. And I just think that this guy is the wide receiver one on the Chiefs. And I'm I don't know what it takes to get him. He's like worth a first and a second now. Like it at least he really shot up in value. I don't have any Rishi Ray shares and I'm kind of upset about that. I've been trying to get some. Um sent some like Cortland Sutton and some other um some other guys kind of in that that tier like a Jerry Judy maybe uh but Rasheed Rice is getting used a lot uh he's putting up numbers and I think he has a good chance to really show out um these upcoming weeks I mean it's the first half of this, his rookie season right now and he's been pretty consistently good. Uh, no, no real insane games here, but he's definitely a guy that he's averaged like the wide receiver thirty in points per game 
Um, he's wide receiver 38 right now because he had two sort of duds in his first four rookie games, like stuff that you expect. And he, he has shown that he's a talent. Um, so I'm a big fan of him. Um, so that concludes the rookie wide receiver risers. And then we can move in to the rookie running back riser. Um, and for this one, I have Jameer Gibbs. It just felt like Jameer Gibbs got utilized a lot in the receiving game. He had 10 targets, 9 receptions, uh, 126 total yards, and a touchdown. Like, yeah, the Lions got destroyed. Um, but, you know, David Montgomery might be out for a little bit. I don't really know how long. Um, but Jameer Gibbs is really stepping up in that absence. Um, yeah, would would they have liked to have Dave Montgomery in a couple of those red zone situations? Sure. But they don't, and they're going to use Jameer Gibbs. Uh, it's another guy whose value is a little bit inflated because I think uh, Dave Montgomery has a, a big contract. But, you know, seeing him getting utilized in the receiving game the way he did um, is a positive sign for Jameer Gibbs. And... You know, this is kind of what we wanted to see early on. Didn't see it until this week. I think its value is kind of rebounding from that dip that it was in. Um, but, you know, this is a guy that his value is on the way up. Um, so, I would, I don't know if you can really acquire Jameer Gibbs right now. I think that dip is over. And he is a little bit artificially valued right now again because of Dave Montgomery being out. So, um, I don't know what you can do with this information. Maybe you can go get him. Um, maybe get him for like a first and a second. That'd be crazy though. Anyone doing that is not the smartest player. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for Jameer Gibbs. Um, and then lastly, for our rookie tight end riser of the week, I have Dalton Kincaid. Um, Dalton Kincaid, well, first of all, Dawson Knox went down. A lot of these guys are surfacing because of injuries. Um, so Dawson Knox goes down. Dalton Kincaid puts up eight targets, eight receptions, 75 yards, 15 and a half fantasy points. Um, it felt like a lot of the volume was getting split between Kincaid and Knox early on in the season. Um, you know, they're both Kincaid was running routes at like a 60% or higher rate, uh, closer to 70 on average. Um, but it's just a guy that I think needed an injury to get more involved. Um, and now he has that. So I'm a big fan of Dalton Kincaid moving forward and, you know, the tight end one on the Bills, it's a valuable guy to have. Uh, it hasn't been with Dawson Knox, but, you know, he could, if he gets used more, I don't know, like an Evan Ingram even, um, this is a guy that you want to have on your team. I think the buy window is still open for Dalton Kincaid. Um, I think he can cost you uh, probably just like a 24 random first get you Dalton Kincaid. Um so, I would probably be willing to take that risk if I'm weak at tight end and I'm 
a younger team, maybe one or two years away from competing. Um, and if I have that first to spare, I wouldn't send it if it was my only one, but you know, sometimes you have that one to spare. Um, so that's all I got for the rookie risers of the week. Hope there are some good takeaways, some good buy opportunities. Um, and we can jump right into the rookie followers of the week. Right. I only have a few guys here. Um, most of them have been mentioned before in one way or another. Uh, and this is the time of the episode where I hate on Quinton Johnston. Um, Quinton Johnston kind of stinks. He's done absolutely nothing with the opportunity he has from Mike Williams going down. Uh, since the Mike Williams injury in week three against Minnesota, uh, he has hit three targets one time, two targets two times has a total of two receptions. Um, there's not really much else to say. Quentin Johnston is probably going to be a bust. Uh, the guy is just not proving himself. Um, he was always questionable um, just due to separation and other things like that. And it just feels like he's not getting there. Um, if we're going to see anything from Quentin Johnston at this point, I think it's going to be next year. Um, I'd love to see the contract situations for Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and even Josh Palmer um, to see if there will be more opportunity for him. Um, but yeah, right now, there, there is kind of opportunity, not a ton. You can't beat up Josh Palmer. Um, but, you know, you'd expect a first round pick to be able to beat up Josh Palmer. So, um, Quinn Johnston, not, not very looking good, not looking like a good first round pick. Um, makes me kind of sad because he, he definitely had some ability. Um, my next rookie follower is more of a, um, pick just due to how some other guys performed this week. Um, and that's just Roshan Johnson. Um, I think he's a good talent. You know, I think maybe he gets involved with the bears next year, but Right now, uh, Deontay Foreman went out last week and 16 carries, 89 yards, uh, two touchdowns on the ground, and then three receptions, 31 yards, one touchdown receiving. Um, feels like there's a little bit of a tell there that Deontay Foreman might be the guy going forward over Khalil Herbert and Rojan Johnson. Um, I, I, it's the Bears coaching staff, so don't be shocked if it isn't, but... Um, just feels like some of that opportunity that Roshan Johnson maybe had early at the start of the season um, could be slipping away. And it's not really anything to do with him. It's more to do with the guys around him. Um, but yeah, I'm just not a huge fan of Roshan Johnson, at least until next year at this point, especially just given the state of that team. So, um, And then we move in to Michael Meyer. Michael Mayer. I never looked up how to say that. Um, you know, here's a guy that had his best game, six targets, five receptions, uh, with like Brian Hoyer. Um, Brian Hoyer comes back out and they get smoked, first of all. Um, he was kind of the 
fourth option on the team, tied with fourth. Uh, just feels like between Jacoby Myers and Devontae Adams, there's not enough volume to go around for Michael Meyer. Um, so I would not buy Michael Meyer right now. I think there's a chance that some volume opens up next year. Again, this is just a similar thing. Like, he's a good talent. Um, the guys around him are limiting his upside. And I wouldn't really go out of my way to get pick him up just due to the, those factors. Um, so if you can move off him for like, I don't know. You can't move off him for a first at this point. He hasn't done anything. So I just hold, um, you know, hopefully they, they get more uh, quarterback stability next year and more um, opportunity for him and try to work him in a little bit. But right now it just feels like, yeah, he had that one good game, um, but he's not going to be the, the main option. Um, and that's kind of all you can do with that, that info. So, all right, with that, um, that concludes our rookie fallers. Uh, most of those guys just lost opportunity or um, suck. Like Quentin Johnson. Um, so with that, I can move on to the overall risers of the week. Um, and the first guy here is only a riser because of the position that he plays and the team that he plays for. That is Mac Jones. Um, Mac Jones is in weird spot in new england where he's won a few good games he's lost a bunch of bad games um he's this season thrown a bunch of interceptions but he did look good last week against bills um and the only reason that he's a riser is because there's a chance that he's a starting quarterback next year uh for someone i don't know if it's going to be the patriots but that's a big plus in my book compared to where we saw him um, like last week, the week before. Uh, it was just really tough for him. He was like a 50% completion, uh, throwing for like 100 yards and two interceptions a game. Like that's awful. Um, so I, I, there's like, I don't know if Mac Jones is having growing pains still or what's going on, but he's starting to figure it out a little bit more but at least did against buffalo he shows those bright spots he can manage a game very well um but yeah don't know if he's going to be the starter at uh, patriots next year um but he could very well be a starter and a couple weeks ago it looked like he wasn't going to be so i just take that as a plus if you own mac jones don't go trade for him but if you own him um yeah he's a potential starter next year which is huge um another guy that i think rose this week is alvin Kamara. um you know 17 carries 14 targets 12 receptions 153 yards it's crazy um that's that's a lot um, so I'm, I'm happy with that. If I'm an Alvin Kamara owner, it just feels like he's not really slowing down yet. Uh, he's 
<laughs> averaging like eight receptions a game. So that's just eight fantasy points off receptions. And then 80 yards is the lowest game. That's it's crazy. Um, definitely a really good buy for a contender right now. I think you have to pay two seconds at least though. Um, even though he is, you know, getting up there, he's 28. So definitely a riser just because of the volume. It seems like he's going to be the main pass catching option um, in New Orleans, which sucks for Chris Olave, but it's just the way that it is. Um, and because he's the main pass catching option, he's a really solid, consistent fantasy outputter. Um, so this is the guy that you'll probably see me talk about in DFS this week because he might still be undervalued. Um, but definitely a huge fan. Yeah, go get Alvin Kamara. Um, the next guy I have here as a riser, and it's been rise and fall and rise and fall. I don't know what's going on with him anymore. Um, it's Puka. I think we got to give it up. Puka's the guy. Um, he's just having like 100% route participation, 12 targets, 8 receptions, 150 yards, um, out, outshined Cooper Cup. This is this is it for me. This is the day that I stop saying that Puka's bad and you should trade him for a first. Um, I, I don't know how this happened. He doesn't have the measurables. I get that he was like injured a lot in college, but this is insane. Um, so it, it's tough for me that I was kind of doubting Puka, but you know, I trust my dynasty strategy. And a lot of the times those guys that break out, uh, they just kind of go right back to being normal um, and in their projected path if they're like a fifth rounder or something. So Puka's clearly not that guy. Um, he hasn't been that guy, and he outshined Cooper Cup, so Puka is very potentially going to have a great career in Los Angeles, so that's all I got to say about Puka. I don't know if you should go buy him. I don't know if you should sell him either, though. That's all I got to say. Um, And then... Our next wide receiver here is Christian Kirk. Uh, I talked about last week in the DFS episode that I released pretty late. Is Christian Kirk secretly the wide receiver one on his team? Yes, Christian Kirk is. Um, definitely a guy that I'm pumped. I bought him for like a first. I bought him and Aaron Jones for like a first this past offseason. Um, it was a high first projected, but... Uh, just helped me really solidify my roster and have a few good starting positions. Um, Christian Kirk is very consistent right now. He's averaging like 50 or 60 yards, um, you know, like five, six receptions and 15-ish um, fantasy points a game. Yeah, like 15. That puts him at the wide receiver 14. So he's a back end, or I guess a high wide receiver too. Um, I'm super happy with that. Uh, definitely a guy that I saw potentially 
getting in this like three-headed monster with Evan Ingram and Zay Jones, and none of them would get enough volume to support each other. And then Calvin Ridley would just go and succeed, but that's not what happened. Um, so, and he's a huge start this week against uh, Pittsburgh. So, Christian Kirk, definitely somebody that I'm happy that I have on my team. Is he someone that you want to go buy? Like, maybe. He's 27. He's just about to be 27. Uh, he's Trevor Lawrence. And they, they gave up a lot to get him. So I'm very happy with Christian Kirk. Um, and the last guy that I have here is Darren Waller. Um, you know, Darren Waller has been struggling a lot this year. He had... One good game in week two against Arizona. Another decent game in week five against Miami where he had 86 yards. Um, and then he had 98 yards and a touchdown this past game. So feels like he's sort of trending up. I think the, the question here is, is Tyrod better than Daniel Jones? I personally think yes. Um, but, you know, maybe he'll be able to get or continue to get worked in when Daniel Jones is back, because that's what I felt like wasn't happening. It wasn't really about Darren Waller. It was about the volume that was actually coming his way. Um, but big fan of Darren Waller. He's 31. So it's kind of scary, but goodbye for a competitor right now. So I would check him out. All right. Uh, that wraps up the overall risers section. Um, and then we can just jump right in. I have a couple guys here to close out the podcast with the followers section um number one the biggest faller of the week i think this is the guy that i saw have the worst game of his career um i think everybody knows who i'm going to say here and that is brock Purdy. um he had two interceptions um you know he lost to the Vikings. I don't think it was that that bad, but it was the worst game of his career. Um, he's still definitely the solution there, but if we see him string together a couple games with multiple interceptions and a couple losses, I think, who are they against next week? Uh, yeah, they're up against the Bengals this week. That's a very losable game. Um, yeah, it could be like a trap game for betters where the Bengals could actually have that get right game. So, um, through Bengals, and then bye, and then Jags. So if Brock Purdy loses one or two of those games uh, with multiple interceptions, I would be looking a little bit scared as a Brock Purdy owner. Um, but I think you're fine right now. Um, you had one interception against Cleveland. Um, and they lost that game, but I don't know. Maybe he's already strung together a couple. But, yeah, it just seems like Brock Purdy went from his status of being absolutely insane um, and averaging like 66 yards per, or 66% completion and, you know, like 100 something yards a game, maybe 200 to 220 maybe, um, to a point. Where he's thrown a couple interceptions, lost a couple games. Uh, 
And it's a little bit scary. So that's all I got for Brock Purdy. Um, he was invincible before, and now he is not. Um, next up here, I have Tyler Lockett. And it's not really because of Tyler Lockett. It's because of Jackson Smith and Jigba and Jake Bobo. Uh, both those guys really outperformed Tyler Lockett this past week with DK Metcalf out. I thought it was going to be Tyler Lockett's week. Um, and both those guys really stepped up in their own ways. So is Tyler Lockett fantasy viable anymore is sort of a question I'm asking myself. I don't really have that many shares of Tyler Lockett. Uh, he's always been a guy that's been good to have, but I haven't gone out of my way to get him. And this year, he's the wide receiver 43. Um, so I don't love that. Uh, definitely a guy that I'd be looking to... I don't know if you can move off him anymore. I think you can. I think he still has a big name. You might be able to get uh, two seconds or a first or something like that. Um, so that's all I got for Tyler Lockett. And then... Last guy here, and this is a guy that I was a big fan of. Um, at least I liked his receiving volume for a couple games there. It's Alexander Madison. Um, Alexander Madison has been eclipsed by Cam Akers. Um, Cam Akers had 10 rushes. Alexander Madison had eight. Um, Alexander Madison averaged almost five yards of carry, and Cam Akers was closer to three. Um, but then in the receiving game, they both had two receptions. Madison for one and a half or three yards. Akers for 30 yards. I don't know. It was a weird game. They were just trying to do their best to win. Um, but I would keep an eye on that situation going forward, and I would try to move off of Madison this week if you can. Uh, he's sitting at running back 21, I believe. Um, he's just a guy that is definitely not in the long-term plans for Minnesota, and you could tell that immediately when the Cam Akers trade came in. And uh, I, I just think it's a situation that you want to get out of so, maybe try to package like Madison, a second for a first or something like that. I think that could get done. Um, so, yeah. That's all I got for the full pod, I guess. But that's the overall fallers of the week. Um, you know, I hope you like the change of the format. I just wasn't really feeling the redraft stuff. Um, to me, it's like the least engaging type of fantasy football. That's why we invented all these other types. Um, and so we're just going to stick to Dynasty and DFS from now on. I have fun with those. It's super easy to plan. Um, I know what I'm talking about in both of those more than I do with Redraft. Um, and I, I just like that strategy going forward. So also going to, since today is Wednesday... Um, and I'm going to post a Madden episode 
that should be out shortly. Um, it's like 8 a.m. right now, so should be out pretty soon. Um, I'll get to it then. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, follow, subscribe, find me on Twitter, datablitz underscore XYZ, um, and hope you appreciate the content. See ya.